the Brett Kavanaugh thing is falling apart and them seem to be getting quieter about it. Uh, Iran makes a bold move, but Trump thinks patient is the key. The news cycle, not real extreme yet. It's going to get really hard in the next couple of weeks. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so we've got two new rules that I need to follow here. There are two rules. The first one is the Bongino rule. In the Bongino rule, uh, it, Dan Bongino, great podcast. Go listen to it. It's awesome. But Dan Bongino says never report on anything or never say anything until you have 24 hours of notice because the reality is it's going to get hotter. It's going to get really hotter. And I think we need to look at a Gene Bach rule that says, you know what, let's wait three or four days because it's probably going to get hotter after three or four days. Now, I did that right with the Epstein episode. I waited a week and then decided to talk about Epstein. And guess what? We had a ton more available on Epstein. And it seems like the Gene rule might work a lot better uh, than the Bongino rule because this whole Brett Kavanaugh thing is really coming to light. Now, I'm going to have to violate that rule a little bit. Um, so you've got the Gene rule, the Bongino rule, and then finally, and it's Dan Bongino. Go follow him on Twitter. He's great. The final rule is the Dave rule. And the Dave rule is keep this podcast between 25 and 35 minutes. So I've really got to kind of hustle through here. And I, I have a couple things to talk about. The first thing is going to be uh, the um, Brett Kavanaugh thing, because this is really exploding. It's really showing us a lot of things, but it's just being completely ignored. And I, I think there has been some huge news that everyone's ignoring, and that's bad. But I think that if I do that, I'm going to have to kind of ignore the Iran-Saudi Arabia thing, and I think I should talk about it. So you know something? We're not going to talk about the... Uh, we're going to reverse. <laughs> I, it, Brett Kavanaugh is not going to be first. The first thing we're going to talk about is going to be Iran and Saudi Arabia. This weekend, Iran... Okay, let's let's be honest because we don't know yet. All right? I We're thinking we probably do know, but we don't know yet. Saudi Arabia decided to... Saudi Arabia was attacked by several drones that targeted oil um, complexes in Saudi Arabia. Caused some major damage. And we're not talking damage just that they lost oil. We're talking uh, ecological damage. It's, it's, It's a bad attack. And this happened Saturday. The fields are still burning right now. Saudi Arabia said it was Iran. The United States said, basically President Trump said, it was Iran. Um, Iran said, no, we had nothing to do with it. And then a um, Yemeni, a Yemeni rebel group admitted that they actually did it. Now, it, it, the war over there is very complicated. The wars over there are very complicated. In Yemen, 
Yemen is a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran. The Iranians are actually in Saudi Arabia causing this kind of mess. And the Saudis are actually in Yemen causing a lot of mess. There's a lot of fighting over there. The United States does have troops, does have people in Yemen because it is a very serious issue. This is essentially a war between Saudi Arabia and Iran. And the king of Saudi Arabia, who is actually a moderate, this is the king, now he's a dictator, let's call it what it is, a king is a dictator, but he is especially a dictator, he has actually allowed women to drive, they don't have to wear burqas all the time, he's actually loosened the Islamic laws, or Sharia law, in Saudi Arabia. Iran doesn't like that. They've been doing what Iran was doing in Pal in the Palestinian territory, launching basically terrorism. So right now it gets very confusing. It's very it's very confusing right now because we really don't know what's going on over there. We still do not know if the drones came from Iran. My guess is they probably did. The Iranians gave the drones to the Yemenis. The Yemenis sent the drones into Saudi Arabia and bombed the crap out of Saudi Arabia. And so, right now, the United States, Saudi Arabia, and all those other countries are analyzing the drone wreckage. So, I'm sorry that what you heard in the background was my phone ringing. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to cut too much out of this stuff. Though I did stop this whole thing so that I could answer the phone. But anyway, so... We really don't know who sent the drones, but here's the whole thing. Saudi Arabia believes it was Iran. Israel believes it was Iran. The United States believes it was Iran. I believe it was Iran, and the reason is because I really do not think that um, <laughs> Yemen has the technology to send drones up to destroy Saudi Arabia. The thing is, everyone's afraid that, oh God, he's Trump's going to go to war again against Iran and all this stuff. No, we are killing Iran through sanctions. Trump knows it. All this garbage is because Iran is having a really hard time surviving. Iran is really having a hard time surviving. Their economy is like at zero so, even though these attacks are occurring, and Mike Pompeo, as Secretary of State, is now in Saudi Arabia to discuss what's going to happen. What's not going to happen is war with Iran. It's not going to happen. Donald Trump is a bit of an isolationist when it comes to the United States. I'm not a huge fan of isolationism because things like 9-11... Pearl Harbor happened during isolationist periods. So I, I, I'm not thrilled with it. But we don't need to go to war with Iran. And then, let's just say, we go to a war with Iran, that war is going to be over very quick. Men will die. U.S. men. I don't care about the Iranians. U.S. soldiers will die, in the, but nothing compared to what we're going to do to Iran. But 
I don't think we need to spend money to rebuild Iran. Let's just withhold money to let Iran fall. Because the reality is a lot of these temper tantrums that Iran is doing right now is because of the sanctions. They're hurting, and the sanctions aren't working for them, and they're trying to, they're trying to ignite talks. And Europe, they really want Europe to... Europe is one of these places that really embraces Iran because they like their oil. The United States doesn't need Iranian oil. Don't need Saudi oil. You're not going to see gas prices go up that much in the United States. You will in California. It'll go up, you know, five, six dollars a gallon because California does that. It's not going to go up anywhere else because you know what? The United States already said, hey, it's not a big deal. We'll use some of our reserves. We'll be fine. We got plenty of oil in the United States. We do not need Iran, uh, Saudi Arabian oil. So the question is, what is going to happen? Is uh, Iran has been really pushing. They have shot down one of our drones. They have commandeered oil tankers. Not from the United States, mind you. They have tried to plant mines on tankers. Now they have blown up oil installations in Saudi Arabia via a drone. Allegedly. Let's let's call it let's call it what it is. Let's not get crazy. We're not going to war. That's what we have to know. We're not going to war. Not gonna happen. Everyone take a deep breath, whatever. We're gonna throw more sanctions on Iran and choke them out. That's what's gonna end up happening. Saudi Arabia is going to sit there and beg for a war. Saudi Arabia is not getting in a war because Trump is not a warmonger. He is the exact opposite that they've said he was when he was elected. He's not going to war. He will protect oil tankers that go through the uh, Strait of Hormuz. But he is not going to go to war. But I'll tell you one thing. And he made this comment when he was talking. No, he, he's not going to go to war. I'm not going to go to war. I'm not going to go to war. But we're ready if we have to. And I think a war with Iran is not going to be the same as a war with Iraq. It's going to be very safe for U.S. forces. And basically bomb the crap out of Iran. Hey, hey let's go bomb them. But I don't see it going that far. I really don't think it's going to go that far. So let's stop panicking about Iran. Now, I've already spent 11 minutes on this. Uh, so per the Dave rule, we need to get to the real story of the night, and that is the Brett Kavanaugh saga. And it continues. Brett Kavanaugh, uh, the Brett Kavanaugh New York Times debacle continues. I probably should have given this a couple of days before publishing the first story, and I should have, except then I would have violated Dave rule, and I would have gone probably an hour and a half on it, because there is so much right now. Just a reminder, the New York Times published a an article last Saturday that stated that there was another accuser of sexual uh, battery, 
Apparently, some guy grabbed Brett Kavanaugh's junk and shoved Brett Kavanaugh's junk into the hand of a woman at a party that they were all drunk, mind you, 30 years ago. Now, I don't know about you. I've got to be, I don't think I could be drunk enough to sit back and say, you know what, I'm going to grab that guy's dick and I'm going to put it in some chick's hand. Not going to happen, probably not going to happen. You know why it's not going to happen? Because that's the sexual assault. I grab another man's penis, try and put it in the hand of a woman. Brett Kavanaugh didn't commit sexual assault there. I did. I attacked this man by grabbing his junk and doing whatever I do with it. Okay. The accuser is a guy named Matt Steyer, who was, I said in the last podcast, was a Clinton supporter. Well, (laughs) he was actually on the Clinton legal team during the impeachment hearings, the Monica Lewinsky hearings. This guy was not a right-wing guy. He was not politically neutral. This guy defended Bill Clinton when he was doing whatever he was doing with cigars with Monica Lewinsky. You know, can I tell you something? Do you notice all these accusers are Democrat supporters? Makes you want to say, hmm. Not only did the New York Times not point out that this guy was a Clinton supporter, they forgot to mention that no one at the party remembered the event, including the victim. The victim not only says that I don't remember that ever happening, and they were drunk, so that kind of makes sense. She refuses to be interviewed by anyone. She wants nothing to do with this debacle. Um, well, the New York Times, and this is the new stuff, the New York Times is getting a plethora of crap from everyone, including the left-wing media. There's a shocker, right? I mean, listen to some of this stuff. Uh, CNN's Oliver Darcy writes, quote, It was the latest in a series of high-profile blunders that has caused embarrassment to James Bennett. James Bennett is the publisher of the New York, not the publisher, excuse me, the editor of the New York Times, since he was appointed in 2016 as editor overseeing the Times opinion section. Bennett's tenure has been marked with several mishaps that have generated controversy, drawn criticism, and spurred at least one lawsuit. You can actually sit back and say that he's lied a few times. It's not oversight. He lied. Okay, let's continue the quote. While the opinion section has unquestionably produced strong work in the years since Bennett took over, okay, stop the quote, he didn't produce strong work. He actually had opinion writers who followed the narrative. Okay, there we go. It has also been culpable for some of the biggest journalistic black eyes at the times during their that period. Hmm, interesting. Oh, we're not. Oh, oh wait a minute. We're not done. Let's talk about Brian Steltzer. 
from CNN, who, by the way, has got to be one of the most annoying, ugly, weird-looking guy. I don't know why he's on CNN. He has... I am more photogenic than this guy. He is just terrible. Okay, so CNN Brian Stelzer says, The turmoil at the Times with requires disciplinary action in the wake of this embarrassing episode. Okay? And we're going to put put a sick in there because I messed up. I copied and pasted, so I don't know why I, this came up like this. Uh, but Brian Stelzer is not very bright, so maybe I just didn't read it and I, he can't speak English. That's fine. Uh, the Washington Post... Eric's, the Washington Post's Eric Wemple said, and Eric Wemple, genius right off the bat, the roar from the internet left the New York Times with some explaining to do. How did this piece land in the Sunday review section? What is going on here? Further, it was reported by the Washington Post and the New York Times News Division, the same paper, their news division refused to run the story because it was completely unverified. It ended up in the review section of the New York Times, which is basically an opinion section. Just absolutely terrible. Well, the authors of the, uh, uh, the book where this review came from uh, Robin, okay, here we go. Pogrigin? Pogrigin? I don't know. Whatever. She should come up with an easier name. And Kate Kelly. Maybe she came up with that name because she wanted to sound smarter than she was. Whatever. In an attempt to save a little bit of face, went on the view and did what left-wingers do. They throw people under the, bo uh, under the bus. Listen to this garbage. It's making so many headlines right now. So I'm going to try and make this as clear as possible. The New York Times ran an excerpt of your book over the weekend in the opinion section that included a new allegation of sexual misconduct against Brett Kavanaugh. But you guys left out a key detail that the alleged victim, who you name by name in the book, but you're not going to name her here on the show, quote, refused to discuss the incident and, quote, several of her friends said that they do not recall it happening. She does. So, she, yes, I'm sorry. Recall, she yeah. doesn't recall it happening. I think this is sort of ground zero for why so many people mistrust the media, why the New York Times has the nickname for New York Slimes with many people in conservative circles. Um, the Times actually had to run an editor's note following up. How did this vital fact get left out? Okay, thank you so much for the question. I, we're eager to clear the air on this. First of all, there was no desire to withhold important information from our readers. We have all of it in the book, and the essay is an adaptation of the book. Um, that, of course, we had to edit for uh, length and clarity. Um, the, the thrust of the essay was about, probably a bad word choice, the point of the essay was about Deborah Ramirez, uh, a woman who had gone to college with Justice Kavanaugh and had this uh, experience where she alleged that he exposed himself to her, and it was a very troubling event. And we lay out all the reasons why that was, not just the moment itself, but the experience she was having at Yale being very difficult. 
Within that, we talked about this new as yet unreported allegation because we thought it was germane. It was a similar type of situation to the Ramirez one. During the editing process, there was an oversight and this key, this key detail about the fact that the woman herself has told friends she doesn't remember it and has not wanted to talk about it got cut. And it was an oversight and the Times adjusted it and uh, we're very sorry that it happened. So, could this be the New York Times making an error? Possibly. Did these gals actually ed edit this out of their review? No. Because they said it's in their book. The book was released yesterday. I'm pretty sure people have the book. Here's what it comes down to. Is the New York Times wanted there to be another allegation so they could be really important again. And it, it, it's really kind of sick. And I tell you what, that book is just that book. And we're going to talk about this in a few minutes because the real news story did not come out yet until that book was released and people read that book. The real news story did come out and it was because of that book and it validated Kavanaugh. Of course, Trump is going to say something. He's always does. And you know something? Um, what he said pretty much follows the Democratic model. That model is cancel culture. So, what is cancel culture? Cancel culture is when a someone says something that the SJWs don't like, those are the woke schools, don't like, and they say, well, let's boycott it, cancel it, no, it can't happen, blah, blah, blah. And the guy ends up either quitting his job or being fired because he said something that someone didn't like somewhere. Um, Dave Chappelle is getting it right now because of his comedy show. Dave Chappelle is a comedian. He is an irreverent comedian. So he's going to say things. And they're going to be funny. Dave Chappelle is not a left, is not a right uh, conservative. He's not a neocon or an alt-writer. He's probably pretty middle of the road, I would think. But, hey, they're protesting his... They wanted YouTube, not YouTube, excuse me, Netflix to pull his comedy special because he said some things. Well, he said a lot of things that were really funny. And those things were not necessarily left or right. They were just kind of in the middle. I didn't even think Dave Chappelle's show was that, his comedy routine was that funny. I thought it was pretty funny. I, I didn't think it was his best. Dave Chappelle looked pissed. That's cancel culture. When people sit back and say, get him off the air. Here's a newsflash. Sarah Silverman, I can't stand her. She's a terrible human being. This is a woman who talks about abortion like it's just, you know, putting, using, I'm not even going to say that because that's just way too crude for a podcast. She's a terrible human being. But here's the thing. I would never call for her to be removed from Netflix. All I would do is just get, wait, 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 for, wait for it. Don't watch her. She'll be pulled by herself. 
If people don't want to hear what Sarah Silverman has to say, don't listen to her. Don't watch her show. Sarah Silverman is kind of hot. But anyway, of course, Trump's got to say something to this whole thing. Because he knows we are in the middle of cancel culture. He knows, well, Brett Kavanaugh was just accused of something, no evidence, and it was 30 years ago. He's been investigated I don't know how many times. He's got like a top secret clearance. He's got everything. Okay, so Brett Kavanaugh, but, but you know something? They want him to resign from the Supreme Court. That's cancel culture. So what does Donald Trump have to say about that? I call for the resignation of everybody at the New York Times involved in the Kavanaugh smear stone. That's right. He's fighting fire with fire. And that's why he got elected. He's saying, you know something? You want to cancel anything conservative. And Brett Kavanaugh has not been that conservative. <laughs> let's, let's. But he's also against Roe versus Wade, which is a crappy law. So it's stupid to believe that that law means anything. Okay? And I've already talked about Roe versus Wade. And I'm not going to talk about it again. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Um, privacy of the individual does not outweigh the life of another. That's Roe versus Wade. In a nutshell. My privacy... I cannot kill someone... Because I don't want them to tell someone else about something about me. My privacy does not outweigh the life of an individual. So let's call it what it is. But here's the thing. The real news story. Sorry, I'm going to probably violate the Dave rule here. And probably saying that I'm going to violate the Dave rule is going to make sure that I really violate the Dave rule. Is the real story. The actual bombshell. The actual bombshell that the media is ignoring, and you think if the media wants to do their job, they're actually going to tell people, because this is this is awesome news. Oh my God, this is really something. The Brett Kavanaugh thing was a political hit job. No one, not CNN, not MSNBC, not CBS, not ABC, nor NBC brought this up. But you know who did bring it up? The lawyer for Christine Blasey Ford. Listen to this bombshell. He will always have an asterisk next to his name. When he takes a scalpel to Roe v. Wade, we will know who he is. We know his character and we know what motivates him. And that is important. It is important that we know. And that was part of what motivated Christine. Folks, that was a political hit job. Christine Blasey Ford did not do this because Brett Kavanaugh attempted to rape her. He, She did this because she did not want Roe versus Wade overturned because it's a crappy law. It is a crappy law. I will debate anybody. I'll even debate a woman saying why Roe versus Wade is a crappy law. I guarantee you 99% of the people in the country don't even know what Roe versus Wade said. Oh, it legalized abortion. It did not legalize abortion. 
Roe versus Wade said abortion was legal because a woman's right to privacy outweighed the life of a baby. It did not even say that a baby did not have life, but her medical procedure outweighs the baby's right to life because she had an expectation of privacy when she was getting the abortion. I, I, I think, even though I, I said I won't say that that much, I think I'm going to keep saying it. Because I can't believe how stupid that law is. And Brett Kavanaugh, who is a Catholic Christian, I don't know what he is, but believes in the right to life, what this ends up being is a hit. It's the media's attempt. It's the politician's attempt to suppress Brett Kavanaugh's vote in the Supreme Court so he doesn't pick, piss off the woke scolds. That's what it is. That's all it is. And it's really sad. It's sick. And I'm not sure Brett Kavanaugh has a thick enough skin to be able to keep himself immune to this garbage. Well, there's more though. And this came out in the same book that accused Brett Kavanaugh of being a rapist. And yet, everyone ignored this. The best friend of Blasey Ford, Leland Kaiser, reportedly did not believe Blasey Ford. She refused to testify. She says she was threatened to have her reputation ruined if she did not testify and support Blasey Ford in the actual accusations. And it's in the book. The same book, the Times based a garbage accusation against uh, Brett Kavanaugh. No one mentions this. I heard this from Fox News. I heard this from the Daily Wire. You only hear this garbage. You only hear the truth from conservatives. Everyone else lies. CNN Today was more concerned about Sean Spicer's Dancing with the Stars freaking appearance than he was concerned about this? Okay, in essence, Brett Kavanaugh was targeted. This was a bad thing. It's been all but proven. Brett Kavanaugh should understand that he is still supported by the conservative community. He was picked to do the right thing. And he should do the right thing. Period. His family already knows the way it is. Everyone knows how he is. This is a man who graduated magna cum laude from Yale University in law. This is a pretty smart guy. I'm pretty sure he maybe, yeah, maybe he had a 
beer or two. I'm pretty sure he didn't run a rape ring, rape ring in Yale University while he's studying for his freaking legal classes. It's garbage. Absolute hot freaking garbage. None of the left-wing media pointed this stuff out. And it's amazing because this was news. And I hate the term fake news, but this is fake news. Our news media doesn't care about news. They care about agenda and they care about narrative. Okay, so I went two minutes over the Dave rule. That's fine. Uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics. You can actually look at all of my resources. You can look at all of the videos that I have. I know that I posted some uh, I posted some uh, sound bites, but you can watch the entire videos there. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Uh, click on the link and you can get to the YouTube video. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>